The two biggest myths in American life are that the United States is a meritocracy and that In-N-Out is actually good. <laughs> so I feel like I've been on this beat and I, and I think my story checks out. So if somebody wants to do like a PolitiFact like for Pinocchios or whatever on me, I think I have uh, I have not flip-flopped. I have had a very consistent record at saying that In-N-Out burgers are above average for the money, but the fries suck objectively. There are some hacky workarounds where you can uh, you can do the whole secret menu bullshit and you can say that, oh, let's let's have the fries well done, which means I guess they've if you ask for that, they cook them enough, but <laughs> as opposed to what they normally do. But yeah, in and out's not very good. And I I'm very much like a, a California boy. Uh put your phone on silent. <laughs> but um yeah, in and out in and is not the institution that I think a lot of Californians think it is, and it's just, it's it's a little trashy. I mean, I I like the burgers. You know, I, a, a double double, very good. Like for four fifty, it's it's hard to do better for the money, right? The yeah, that's, that's the shakes are good. Mm. My my go to order in high school was just a, like a double double and a shake, and I'd I'd skip the fries. Not not worth the calories, um, as uh, Mary Berry would say. Does she say that? Or actually, no. You know what? It was her successor who says that. Mm. Whose name well, I'm totally blanking on right now. Because here's the thing, and and that's a curious example that you bring up. Because I think. The in and out fries are like the definitive soggy bottom in that they're just, they're just gross. So a couple of things here. So one, the reason we're talking about this is that let me, and with in and out, people know what they're getting. I like, I feel like the story and I will put um, in the Slack DM, I will send you the accompanying link. So a uh, title from the San Francisco Chronicle is that In-N-Out blasts San Francisco over vaccine mandate shutdown. We refuse to become the vaccination police. So the city of San Francisco, Berkeley, and I think one other city in the Bay Area has um, required not only like indoor face masks or stuff like that, where, but that um, restaurants with indoor dining um, need to um, check vaccination uh, status at the door. Uh, Peru, Peru is this the new judge's name? Sorry, Peru. Wait, what? Peru. When did we talk about a judge? Uh, uh, Mary Berry, her successor. Oh. Yeah, <laughs> Peru. I was like ninety seconds ago. Okay, my my brain's all, or, or I'm I'm way past that. Um. Uh, quote: We refuse to become the vaccination. Pl- or wait, where where is? Th- oh no, this is this was the quote, the money quote that pissed me off. Uh, in the San Francisco Chronicle article, quote, in and out acknowledged the enforcement violation calling San Francisco's indoor vaccination requirement, quote, intrusive, improper and uh, improper and offensive governmental overreach. As this is something that basically came out of like fucking Marco Rubio or Ted Cruz's congressional office. Not great, but also in and out's also the one putting like uh, Bible verses on the bottom of the cups. Like, I mean, I, I don't think this is entirely out of left field, but it is disappointing but the reason i bring this up is so that we can reference what is honestly i think maybe the greatest tweet of all time which mm-hmm. is a uh, friend of the show whether he wants to be or not uh darth um 
This was a quote, te- a quote tweet uh, from the San Francisco Chronicle food account um, referencing said story where he uh, or he or she, Darth, uh, writes, if only they would put this much energy into their fries. And honestly, I think this might be one of... So I don't use Twitter anymore. Like, I've actually been off it for six... A good solid six months. But I will, in an incognito window, open up twitter.com slash Darth just so I can catch up on, like, the weekend dogs and the weekend happiness, um, but not have to get, like, sucked into it. But... This was a, a very, very, this, I'm not sure this is one of the most popular ones, but yeah, it's got 1600 likes and it's, um, there's a lot of, in the, in, in the replies, there's a lot of pictures of soggy, gross, um, <laughs> in and out fries. Cause they're just so, yeah, they're not, they're not good. Um, but this is objectively great tweet. This feels like a, like a season four. You need to know all the context of one California. Bay Area, Darth, potatoes, so much. This 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 is like uh what what is it called in in your in your world? This is like fan service. This is uh, a fan service or sort of like a um um man drawing lots of blanks tonight. It's sort of like a a fun like kind of mashup of of interests, cross section like of interests. It's a it's a gift to people who are paying attention. Yeah. So this is great, and I really like it, and like fuck off in and out like it's i i i always get uh, like annoyed when like there's stuff that gets uh, a lot of like I, i've never understood the the like that in and out really gets other than the fact that it's an above average burger for the money and like legitimately most people that like the people that work like you it's usually a pretty good customer experience where even though on any night that you'd want to go particularly in northern california the, the lines can be crazy at the oh. um mm-hmm. at an in and out drive through but um, to the point where this is very Marin County specific, the um, the Nevada one has to do a whole lot of queue management. Otherwise, a lot, like that. a lot of cones, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, infrastructure week, mm. but like it's, it's. I think Joe Manchin's against that. Fuck him. <laughs> <sighs> yeah, very very upsetting um, episode of the Daily today. Mm. Um. Yeah, anyway, in and out's not that great. There's, there are many, many, many other options. And in particular in the Bay Area, like people, like super duper. It's not that much more. And it's it's a, a world better. Well, I, I was going to say that I think the number one reason I'm not really as big of an in and out person. Well, actually, this is now the number one reason I'm not much of an in and out person anymore. But prior to this... It's really the availability of so many different other great burger places which like i don't think we had when we were kids and that sort of made in and out maybe novel at the time but with you know super duper the habit everything else it's it's uh, just it doesn't stand out as much anymore so you were correct until like the last three words you said so (laughs) like because back in the in the old days back when we grew up in the the 1960s Mm. um and we talked about this in the past that McDonald's, like the 99 cent hamburger was like literally the minimum viable hamburger, which was like, it was two disgusting buns, like uh, a thing that's like the, the, it's like four copy paper sheets. Like that's the thickness of like the burger patty. 
and some gross American cheese. Like it, it, it is McDonald's used to never have good burgers. And I've done my McDonald's cheeseburger story here, right? You, you've told me how you were a very picky eater as a child and you would ask for what was barely reminiscent of food, I believe. Oh, I, I have a different one. It's, it's your show. I, can't, I literally can't stop. <laughs> they did a promotion for a while when we were in elementary school where I think it was every Tuesday, maybe, they did... I don't know exactly what the um exactly how much they were. I think they were 55 cents or 45 cents, so something like that each. It was like the original cost of a McDonald's cheeseburger. They would bring that back mm-hmm. like once a week. Okay. And so, you know, we'd we'd go down buy some burgers for dinner that night, but also like load up for the week ahead. So uh, we we'd, we'd be leaving with, you know, No. I don't know, 12, let's call it 12 to 20 cheeseburgers. And uh-huh. I would bring one just in my lunch, cold, like in a, um, you know, a little, um, you know, a little chilled lunchbox thing. With, with your Capri Sun? <laughs> it, absolutely, right. And I would just, I'd eat one cold for lunch, and it was the best. And I, I, uh. I, don't, I don't apologize. <laughs> Um, I'm going to show, <laughs> this is not related for anything. So, so one that's, that story is troubling, but, um, <laughs> in particular, um, the, the lunchbox part, cause that, that does, I know exactly what you're talking about where everybody used to have those, um, uh, little like, uh, igloo. Yeah, like, exactly. But you, you put right. in the freezer and it, in some, like whatever 1990s science we had, we thought that that was a, a good way to keep bad well, I mean, I'm not, I'm not eating, you know, day-old McDonald's hamburgers lukewarm like a monster. Come on. I have Again, you just, you just admitted to buying 10 to 20 <laughs> cheeseburgers in the 1990s and hoping they would last. And that was your... Anyway, this is unrelated to anything else, but this is a very 1990s picture. Do not put this in the show notes. But um, it is a picture of me uh, next to a <laughs> Carl's Jr. <laughs> Again, this is... I forgot why this came up. I, I told you about my family photo did a uh, photo digitization project. Right, right. I feel like this is the quintessential 1992 photo because one, you have a Pacific Bell payphone <laughs> in the background. <laughs> yeah, yep. A Carl's Jr. franchise with a big poster that says "Free Fries," and I can't tell if the S in "fries" is a dollar sign or not. I, I think it might be. Yeah. And I am. Uh, I don't think I'm the one wearing overalls, but I. But I am. I am. Uh, You're the one in the blue shirt and the red I'm, shorts. I'm associating with a somebody <laughs> like they're kind of short, so I assume it has to be like a t- uh, like a 14 year old in a costume of um, the Carl's Jr. mascot. This is, this is the ultimate 1992 Orange County photo. Oh, this is delightful. It's too, so, too bad. Too bad the listeners won't see this, but that that's great. I don't know what what part of OPSEC this would compromise, but yeah, I, I was trying to even think. I don't even I don't even know. I don't think you can place where, where this is from. Carl's Jr. is now. It, it, it's where everything else was. It, there, there were only like, there's only like two shopping centers in where we grew up. So <laughs> it's true. Uh, anyway, but yeah, the that's oh, buying 15 cheeseburgers at once, and ho- and your and your parents had no qualms about the fact that it was barely food when it was made, and <laughs> thinking that was a long term strategy. Oh, yeah, it's funny. Um, like thinking back to 
food standards when I was a kid because my parents actually did sort of try to direct my sister and I towards, you know, generally healthy eating habits. Like I remember one thing or actually a couple things. We were not really ever allowed to have sugary cereals in the house. Like we would occasionally get them as a treat, but that was very infrequent. So quick quick pause what was that treat was that like a, a lucky charms or a cocoa puffs what was what was the the what was the like and forbidden but what was the what was the end game cinnamon toast crunch hmm. okay yeah um and then the other thing was soda where we had assigned soda days every week <laughs> which if memory serves were I think Tuesdays and Thursdays, maybe that got switched to Monday and Wednesday at some point, but it was basically two days a week that we were allowed to have soda. One one soda on each of those two assigned days, and that was it. Oh, we had good parents. Yeah. Like, so, so, soda, was, soda was bad. Or, I mean, it soda was, was, was a yeah. very ill-advised, and this was the, uh, the era of like the, the two-liter bottle of pepsi or uh, coca-cola in like the that would come for free with your like pizza hut order or something yeah yeah like that soda was just it was it was pre-mike bloomberg days where he wasn't trying to well there's all those upsetting examples of like you go to a vending machine and a bottle of water water water. expensive oh because you you go to like not me but somebody ostensibly goes to disneyland and the of uh a 16 ounce bottle of dasani is 575 at the like that like the disgusting vest a vending machine and um like a fanta or a dr pepper is like 275 or something right um but Um, but to, to put a bow on this the fast food was was a pretty regular part of of my childhood mostly i think because you know busy schedules and whatnot and so you know fast food became a pretty regular thing that we would do so going, that's going how to... you end up with 15 cheeseburgers in a bag <laughs> in a bag no they, they, they just give to you loose they like they just be like you're at the drive-thru there's like no oh, fuck it let's just toss them in there <laughs> um were you guys a del taco family or no oh that, well that's a whole different story um my so the the three other members of my immediate family growing up my parents and my sister that's, all, that's the weirdest way of putting it <laughs> all three were very big del taco fans i was not i always thought del taco was subpar i would much rather Relative to what so I, i'm about taco, to okay i'm um, uh, well, so Taco Bell, I discovered a little bit later. That was more of a, call it middle school, high school discovery. In, in, in 1990s or Southern Orange County, what else was there? So I, I'm about to all right, all right. Um, give you something I think that you'll appreciate. The green burrito at Carl's Jr. Ugh. Mm-hmm. But Carl's Jr. was canceled even even before their their gross this was sexualized bef- ads. Carl's well, what would they do always... before that? Hmm? What would they do before the gross ads? It was just bad. It was bad food. <laughs> I actually really mm. I I really liked Carl's Jr. Both the uh, I guess burger side of the house and the green <clears throat> burrito side of the house. I like I really heavy. enjoyed yeah, both. Uh-huh. Okay. 
What what was the specialty of the green burrito, or was it just generic Mexican food? But you just happened to like it slightly better than Del Taco, the which was sixteen hundred yeah. feet away, in the same shopping center we're talking about. Is that is is that the same? Is that the it one? Is. Okay, it's, it's, the, it's the one by the library. Yeah. Okay. I I figured it had to be that one, but I I didn't really recognize it. But yeah, so that that this location that's in the picture that nobody will ever see is they well because it was Carl's Jr. Which I think is like Hardee's and other parts. It's like it's like the dryers and Edie's ice cream thing, where depending on what side of the Mississippi you are on, um, it's called something different. Okay. Well, at at any point, some sometime after this photo was taken, which I guess was 1993, sometime in the Mm. 90s, they started selling Mexican food, and maybe only at certain locations, and they would sort of rebrand those as like Carl's Jr. slash green burrito Mm -hmm. and yeah it was just sort of like you know a variety of different mexican food and i i thought a lot of that stuff was pretty good as a kid Hmm. all right but then i discovered taco bell and that became my go-to fast food um mexican food so last week i had the unfortunate experience of being um uh, blackmailed into eating a breakfast crunch wrap. Ooh. Yeah, two thumbs down. Oh, that's too bad. It's not good food. Um, yeah, it's just not. Taco Bell breakfast is... You can leave out the second word. Okay. And just say whatever you're about to say. <laughs> I think it applies regardless of time of day. Yeah, I... I it's it, Taco Bell breakfast has always had more potential than it's ever kind of lived up to taco bell is the part of the conference call where you talk about opportunities and that it's basically that of fast food taco bell is <laughs> not living up to its potential right there was a um there was a taco bell near my former place of employment and i would very occasionally go there including sometimes for breakfast because they you know they had a drive-through so especially on days where i drive i'd kind of swing by and you know get some breakfast sometimes what are you talking about uh no opsec but like the the place the place i worked at in oakland they had a drive you drove to work occasionally not very often okay um and they for a while taught they being taco bell for breakfast they, you know, they would serve coffee because, you know, that's that's what these places do. That's what you and, mix with your, okay. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And they did a um, a partnership, a, a biz dev kind of thing, if you will, with um, Cinnabon. And so they had a, a Cinnabon flavored coffee, which, of course, you know, people who've listened Wait, to the what? show know is something that I've got to try. What would that, is it supposed to taste like, is it supposed to taste like the icing or... <laughs> What is the cinema? Hmm. Okay. A lot of qu- okay. Uh, well, I good? you know, unfortunately, I'm not going to be able to answer a lot of that because it it kind of just tastes like slightly extra sweet coffee, and that that was about mm-hmm. it. So I'm not sure if they were trying to emphasize the cinnamon bun or frosting part or some combination thereof, yeah. but they did so unsuccessfully i would say mm-hmm. well, what's the expression they always used on on top chef when a dish didn't work out 
Is there like a, a tagline they have? No, I just, I remember that there was always some charitable phrasing that they would use um, whenever a dish did not live up to potential. Anyway. Hmm. I've only uh, been watching the last two seasons, so. When is, so speaking of Cinnabon, when is Better Call Saul back? Ooh, nice segue. Um, I assume like spring next year would yeah, be my guess. The season finale of uh, season five was April 20th. It would have been almost full, full two years. Yeah, but we've talked about this before. Like, I I remember in April 2020 thinking when that show ended, like, geez, like, this show may not come back for, like, five years. But fortunately, when, things was, have, you know. That was back when we were flattening the curve, and it was over in two weeks. <laughs> or <laughs> yeah. done by Easter, whatever that fucker said. Right. Um, uh, related to this slightly, Succession's back this week. So, mm. good. You, you still haven't watched a single episode? I have not. Okay. It's becoming harder and harder to avoid spoilers. Like, it was easier the first two seasons because I was generally just not even aware of that show. But but when somebody says Cousin Greg now, you vaguely know what that means. That and um, some Logan Roy, is that it? Well, yes, yeah, that's the dad. Okay, I've heard I've heard that name a bunch the last like three days. Okay, well, that's that's not a spoiler. I think it's, it's spaces <laughs> all over the show. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, no, it, it's it's get on that. It's on the list. It's high on the list. But it's gonna be top on the list. It's getting a little more complicated now too, though, because we're entering or what well, we have entered Sharks and Lakers time. So that's a lot of TV yeah, time during you, the week. Does the NBA not do the thing like MLB does the thing where like they condense like a three and a half hour waste of time into like 12 minutes of here's what actually was important? They the do, NBA... but I, I, you know, call me crazy, but I actually enjoy watching the games. Yeah, but if you're going to get one of the better TV shows of this, of the past 10 years spoiled for you, I feel like you can, you can get three episodes in with every game you're paying most attention to. Is that is that a show that I really have to avoid spoilers for? Not avoid spoilers, but it's a good show. Like where where I just feel like you kind of, I mean, I feel like if somebody spoil like if somebody if like if I told you just kind of where season three starts, that wouldn't make it not worth watching. But it, eh, you should probably get on that sooner rather than later. Is it, is it kind of like Mad Men in that way? Kind of like if somebody told you like what yeah like if yeah, somebody told you like what the season premiere of Mad Men season four was, you'd be like. Okay, oh, but I'll, yeah. I, I assume it's kind of the way you got there that's more interesting. It, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, I liked I liked Batman. So. All right. Also, oh, can I give a mini chef special? No. Uh, let me find. Hey. Um. <laughs> uh, what is the account called? Oh my god, Amazon's page is. Um... You, you said you said chef special, so I immediately had to tee up my my link. Um. Amazon.com now is like Christmas themed. It's very upsetting, but sorry. Uh, I'm not seeing Christmas. I, I just see Amazon or Alexa show me the sports scores, and it vaguely, it is something that could potentially be assumed to be Christmas lights, but not really. There's ambiguity there. You know, so you think they're kind of easing into it? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I don't, I don't think they're, they're going full. Um, Oh, look at this epic daily deal. I can get some nine ninety nine teeth whitener. Okay. <laughs> uh 
uh, Command W. Okay, so on Instagram, people should go to, uh, or people should follow the account Mad Men QTS, where it's just a bunch of, it's just like... Uh, Cuties? I think it, the, the name of the account's Mad Men Quotes. Oh, so quotes. That's Got it, okay. I think I sent you uh, one of these recently. And it's just, uh, it's it's fun screenshots or like um, captioned or subtitled um, image captures from the show. And it's it's a, it's a nice reminder where, like, because when the pandemic hit, I, that spring or that summer, I just in the background had watched, churned through seven seasons of that show. And it, it's not, it's not, it's not as amazing as the first watch, but it's, it's a solid show. It's a really good show that had some fantastic individual episodes there's that one where um um they sort of um uh draper and um i can't think of what um the character name is for like the one who sort of like is a secretary at first but then she's sort of joan yeah no 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 not not joan no no not joan um the one who's now in the the Handsmaiden Tale. The actress is now in the Handsmaiden Tale. Peggy? Yeah, Peggy. Thank was you. Was Peggy ever a secretary? That's how she started, yeah. Well, and also, and also Handmaid's Tale, not Handmaiden's Tale. Have, oh, have you, did you ever watch that show? The Handsmaiden Tale? H- Handmaid's Tale, yeah. H- Handmaid's Tale? No, I have not. Uh, if you ever watch that, only watch season one. Gets yeah, pretty I'm bad gonna, real fast. Not going to watch that show. Um, season but one But anyway, there, there's an episode where her and and draper like just get drunk in the office and it's 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 really really good all-timer that's 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 a good one yeah but it's a lot of filler between those good episodes i would say yeah yeah all right let's let's get closer to the main event but i have one other great darth tweet i did not know we were going to take a a 22 minute detour in between that but um (laughs) There was a story from uh, the local, ah, damn fucking autoplay video, um, from the local CBS affiliate in San Francisco. Um, I know you're not you're not getting out of Marin much these days, but um, you seen these Waymo cars? Or are you uh, yeah, aware I'm, of them? I'm 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 aware of them, and I've I've seen them. How how dare you? Well, I mean, uh, when was the last time you were in San Francisco? It's been a while. <laughs> so, I mean, because they, they, I think there are only four. Uh, you, I think you might be thinking of the cruise cars. Because the, be. the Waymo cars are actually fairly new. Um, so, they're a bunch of Jaguar, white Jaguar, I-Pace electric SUVs. And apparently, they're having an issue where on a, on a weird dead-end street in the Richmond district that they will all just kind of make weird like four point turns and get confused and they all just kind of congregate on this one street and some neighbors brought it up and they there's a well it's 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 not hard-hitting news but it was it was a three-minute story and that was that was fun but this brings up the other um amazing darth tweet of the week oh did did he tweet about this he did and it's funny because it's a little saucy and i really like because it's very funny so uh, his original quote, t- quote tweet of the, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So we'll get because to... it's really fucking accurate. So sorry, we're not going to we're not going to get super political on this. But um, his quote tweet of the CBS San Francisco story was: "This is how it starts." <laughs> to be honest, 
which was that all the cars start congregating together and kind of get, getting all colludy. But he breaks up. So this is, I, I think there's like a story in three parts because I actually identify a lot with story two. And actually, this might actually be something that we can uh, have a slightly longer conversation about, which is, he says, imagine all the ring doorbell cameras reporting all the robot cars driving by every day, which I... And, and this is not this is something I feel like I can I bring up and that has no shade cast on your part because you're you have a a Nest doorbell right correct yeah but your Nest doorbell only covers your own house like it covers your own it, property it's not it, like I, a neighborhood surveillance right. thing no no it, it's the way it's angled is it it basically sees my entryway and driveway That's and your electric it. car being charged yeah correct yeah. I very much, and this this bugs me more because I'm somebody who will maybe I don't know maybe after the show it feels of how much energy I have. Um, it depends if it's raining or not. I like going for some like late evening walks if I feel like I've had a big dinner or if I if I feel like I haven't gotten enough steps in, especially since um, you've started exercising a bunch and I, I don't care for that at all. <laughs> um, I used to crush you in the activity mon- uh, the uh, the fitness app, and that's been happening less recently. Yeah, I don't I don't I don't like that at all. I've, I've, yeah, somebody's been, been using their their electric bike and it's it's, it's, that's no no good been been trending the wrong direction for a while here no that's fine keep it going um (laughs) what is is the is the withings health app sass talking you a little bit yeah mine keeps telling me my fitness is poor even though i've lost 30 pounds in the past year i don't like that at all but (laughs) some trash anyway but i i don't like i don't like um ring doorbells that face the street like i don't i don't like the ability for for somebody just to opt into just like everybody who happens to walk past your house on like a public sidewalk or in the street suddenly gets their image captured forever because you know amazon's not deleting that ever i i I don't care for that so I, i i that's why i found the second tweet funny and then the third tweet is the best part which because, because again, I feel like your reaction was was appropriate, <laughs> which is that because this, uh, the quote, the the tweet is, uh, quote, good thing these Waymo cars are white, or next door would be lit. To be honest, which I think touches on like eight different things. Like in terms of deep cuts, uh, this touches on like eight different factors in the Bay Area. One, uh, entitled slash old slash homeowners uh, in the Bay Area fucking love next door. One, skepticism of brown and black people and uh, driving, uh, self-driving cars. So I, I, this, this, uh, Darth has the two greatest tweets of like the past decade in a week. And that's six days. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's, he's crushing it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so in terms of effective social satire, um, pretty fucking great. Man, that's, yeah, it's pretty, <laughs> it's pretty good um almost makes me want to sign into twitter just to to give it a like but not going down that road but all right you got anything else before we get into the apple stuff i think we got to get into the apple stuff there's there's kind of a lot there i think like even i think even you have to agree with that uh you teed up because i'm not remembering it that way uh music and the mac so that (laughs) So, you know, we get one of the the live streamed videos like we've been getting for, you know, the last year and a half now. And, you know, we get get good old Tim Cook in Apple Park and, you know, he does his little intro thing. 
this time in the middle. Stan- well, like, like again, he is Tim Cook. Apparently, now is the guy who doesn't respect the signs that say "stay on trail" like at a national park. He just, he just steps in the weeds because he thinks it's going to be a better picture. Well, and I also sort of like how with the iPhone event a month ago, they they really did seem to sort of put some effort into doing something a little different than they had been doing the past year with these live stream events. But then now with the Mac, it's like, eh, let's just put Tim Cook in the middle of a field in Apple Park. That'll be fine. Um, but anyway, he so he's standing out in the middle of a field and, you know, good morning, blah, blah, blah. And good sort morning. of <laughs> tees up the event and says, you know, today. And, it, you know, everybody's like, oh, OK, we're talking about the Mac. So we're going to talk about music and the Mac. <laughs> and it was kind of like, a, oh, OK, we're going to do a little music thing here first, because, you know, that's all the stuff where there's not a lot of hardware um, involved and generally is not going to leak as much as hardware based stuff. So first we get updates to Apple music, a uh, quick, quick pause. Uh, yeah. actually what we first get is a really fun, like intro video. Normally I, I mm. absolutely hate the, the intro uh-huh. videos cause it's always really silly and dumb, but this one was, it had a very much a, a Stephen Hackett vibe, which was that a, a bunch of vintage Apple products being, uh, recorded and loaded into logic to make, um, a song and there was a cameo by an ipod hi-fi um uh uh an original imac g3 being booted up i thought it was it was was very fun actually i I enjoyed that a lot and that track apparently is available on um, apple music now is it available on spotify i hope not (laughs) (laughs) um so with apple music we now have the $4.99 Four ninety nine per month voice plan, um, which which I guess evidently means that if you want a user interface, you got to pay extra for that. That that's what I've written down in my notes here. Yeah. So this was, and, and I think I brought this up in our, in our offline online chat, which was that uh, yeah. So this is this is the thing where um, Amazon Music has a kind of a two tiered plan where it's cheaper if you're accessing it through the voice assistant because due to i guess the presumption that you're going to use it less or that it's harder to select music that it, that it, it, i was thinking wise, about that as somebody who's been not quite on the inside of this stuff but has been closer to this stuff than most like it is weird that music labels would sort of differentiate pricing based on whether users have access to a ui or not mm-hmm. but anyway Yep. So oh, yeah. apparently th- th- that that's half price now, and you can get a lot of curated playlists. I have no idea what uh, the th- the one thing that struck me when they were talking about like all the situations where Apple has a brilliant, perfect for the mood human curated playlist is what on earth is a hiking playlist that that didn't necessarily strike me. And also, wasn't Apple selling really hard like a year ago the um the not getting all spun up before bed thing, and now they're saying bring your phone into the bedroom and and have a going to sleep playlist. That part didn't necessarily seem like a tract, but well, anyway. so hold on, hold on. As somebody who regularly hikes and who has an Apple Music account, can't you report back to us on what a hiking playlist is? I mean, I have an Apple Music account, but I don't like it because Spotify is so much better. Um, and Apple, as I've said multiple times, Apple Music is not is is obviously not made by people who like music. 
Um, but no, my my hiking playlist is uh, basically the Spotify. This is Taylor Swift playlist. Okay, yeah. it's just her dis- discography just on shuffle. Or if it's a Friday, my hiking playlist is the Six Colors subscriber podcast. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. But so I mean, they, that's neat, that. neat, maybe. Sure. Yeah. Um, HomePod Mini is still a product in Apple's lineup and now comes in three new colors, uh, yellow, orange, and blue. So I, I assume that you have an orange HomePod Mini on pre-order. As I've gotten older, I'm I'm, I'm less uh, audacious with with stuff that's orange. Um, I, I know you and me both. With the green stuff doesn't like. I mean, I'm still when when I get my new laptop, I'm still gonna stick uh, throw a dog rate sticker on it. Like I, that's the part where I I know I'm not dead inside. But um, yeah, I'm I'm much less in the same way that I don't have any threadless T-shirts anymore, and I'm I'm wearing banana republic plus and like fucking marine layer shirts like i mean i I mean less less so on the super bright colors anyway uh the what do you call it um so yeah the orange meh i mean this maybe but if if this this has come out when the laptops were supposed to have come out in june it would have been just in time to ride the wave of the the giants um actually yeah it would have been the the perfect uh home pod for the nlds but um Alas, you were not able to show your allegiance in HomePod colors. Um, yeah, I don't know. HomePod Mini, again, Siri isn't very good, and the sound quality is bad, so I don't know who that's for. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, that's your review. I really wanted it to work, but then again, like, I mean, I, I, I bought two of them, and then I replaced my entire apartment with Sonos because Sonos is actually good. Yeah, I, I feel the same way... Oh. with green as you do orange where like can you imagine if they had come out with this green apple watch that they came out with this time you know five years ago with the original apple watch i would have been all over that and now it's that that doesn't do it for me even though yeah. i still like green as you as you get older you get you get you get more you you get the secondary thoughts of oh that's really cool but as it's not practical right mm-hmm. yeah that's yeah. part of getting being an old doll, and that's and that's why it's it's like a version of color nimbyism. I like it. Um, so yeah, so there's the music stuff, and then as part of the next part of that, there were uh, the new hardware component was that there are new AirPods, and are they just called AirPod three or are they just saying AirPods third generation AirPods or uh, AirPods parentheses third generation? And you have to say that because Tim Tim loves his old SKUs, so of course they're still mm-hmm. selling the old shit absolutely um so those are basically the airpod pro design in terms of the shorter stems the um like the squeezy buttons instead of the smack your head buttons and um same similar style charging case no um like noise isolating like uh silicone ear nubs on them um and no noise cancellation so ideally actually kind of what you were hoping for i think you just wanted slightly more modernized airpods that would kind of synthesize a lot of the new design language of the airpod pro but without the noise isolating stuff oh 100 percent. like this was you know i I made fun of the music stuff at the top here but in real time the reason i was excited when tim mentioned music was that to me that was instant confirmation that oh we're going to get some new airpods in this event which i've been 
really, really um, excited about. Um, and when, when these got introduced, the other way that they were described was um, AirPods with spatial audio. And I thought for a minute that maybe that was going to be <laughs> kind of the weird marketing name, but but it did end up being AirPods third generation. But spatial audio was one of the big things that they focused on, which, <laughs> to be honest, I actually thought the AirPods that I had supported, but I guess no, it's just been a AirPods, AirPods Pro and AirPods Max thing. Mm-hmm. So I get spatial audio now, which I guess cool, but something that came out after the event is that the six hours of battery life that was quoted during the event is only applicable if you go into settings and explicitly turn off spatial audio. Well, spatial audio is also just a gimmick and not interesting or useful at all. Especially with, yeah, especially with a, a headphone in the style of AirPods where, you know, they're not meant to be in the way that like AirPods Pro or Max are sort of this immersive sound experience. Uh, to me, sp- spatial audio seems kind of like a silly feature to have. Mm-hmm. But but anyway, I'm really excited to have some AirPods now that will last longer than 90 minutes. Um, Apple's quoting six hours of listening time, uh, a five-minute charge in the case will get you another hour of listening time. You've got 30 hours of total charge with the case being fully charged. And they also added uh, MagSafe charging to the case in addition to the Qi charging that's been on there since the second-generation AirPods. Wait, what? Um, so the, how, how are those different? So now you've got like the magnetic connection in the case. So when you go to put them on a MagSafe charger, they'll actually like magnetically attach. Oh, okay. So, yeah, Mm. cool, I guess. Um, And Apple also updated the AirPods Pro, like the current AirPods Pro, to now also have MagSafe in addition to just the regular cheat charging. Um, Got it. They effectively dropped the price on these in a very kind of un-Apple way where the full retail price of the second gen AirPods with the wireless charging case was $199, although they were always, you know, on discount somewhere. Um, and then they also sold the the same second generation AirPods without a wireless charging case for $149. And these new third gen AirPods come in right in the middle, 179. And they have a wireless charging case. So basically 20 bucks less than the kind of equivalent, you know, wireless charging enabled AirPods, which, you know, that's, that's kind of cool. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's neat. I like, I, I, I think, uh, so you won, so uh, you've already ordered a pair of these. I will probably get a pair as well because I don't, I like AirPod Pros versus AirPods regular because of everything except the noise cancellation and noise isolation. Like um as we talked about on the show, they're much they are, I you've never you like you didn't buy and return the AirPod Pros. You've just never tried them, right? I I've, I've never tried them, no. Like I 
they're they're too hard to just pop in for a second. Like you kind of have to try to make sure you get the right seal. And as you're walking around, they kind of, no matter what ear fitting you have, they don't they don't necessarily maintain their seal. So I will probably be getting these. Um, yeah, I mean, I I, I hope they're good. But yeah, they're like the AirPod Pros. I don't necessarily understand noise cancellation in that form factor, or maybe it just doesn't work well enough for me to really understand the value of it. Because like right now I'm using the the Sony XM3 noise canceling headphones that have a much more like immersive level of noise cancellation, and that's that's plenty. So I'm happy that that design language and small and like the the advantages of the AirPod Pro is being cascaded down. It took kind of a while though. Yeah, I, this is maybe kind of an old man way of thinking about this but if i want noise canceling headphones like i view those as being a different set of headphones so i i've got you know a set of the bose the what is it qc30s or whatever i'm I'm a couple generations behind now but um like for me if i want noise canceling headphones those are over the ear separate headphones and my kind of, you know, everyday carry headphones, as you would say, would be, you know, something that's not noise canceling. Like, to be honest, if I if I was to have AirPods Pro, I would always have them in the um, transparency mode. Transparency mode. Yeah. Like, I would never have them in noise canceling mode because I'm always wearing my AirPods like, you know, when I'm walking Branson or I'm, I'm out and about or I'm you know walking around the house and I want to be able to hear other things like I'm never wearing them in a situation where the goal is to you know not hear anything else so yeah i mean like i i I have used them in areas where it is nice to drown out city noise but also from a safety perspective that's also less than ideal Mm -hmm. yeah so yeah I'm, i'm really excited about these these were uh you know an instant buy right when the event was over um because apple did announce during the event that they were available to order that same day, and they'll be available starting on Tuesday of next week, the 26th. And that's when I am expected to get mine. So I'm excited about that. Cool. So, you know, we uh, we both made purchases out of this event, and mine was about 5% the cost of yours. <laughs> oh, no. So, well, I, but, well, I also got the AirPod Pro. Or the AirPods, oh, okay. So. so great. Yeah, so I spent... Quite a bit less than you did. Oh wait, so what? So what was the second half of the event? What? What was? What was "quote unquote" unleashed? Well, so I, I guess the way that I can kind of tee up this part of the event is that, as I'm, you know, want to do, I I was taking notes during the event. I, I have them pulled up in front of me right now. Overachiever. <laughs> well, but when we got to the M1 Pro and M1 max section of the keynote or event or whatever i I stopped taking notes because it got to be so much information like densely packed that i was just like you know what i'm not even going to try to remember core counts and maximum amount of ram supported and blah 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 um so i I mean i don't know do you do you want to go through and explain the pro versus the max do you think that's even important to explain well what what do you want to talk about here well i i mean i guess we we can kind of format this the same way that apple did where 
And I, I thought this was sort of an interesting stagecraft decision where like there was a solid 15 minutes or 10 to 15 minutes where the chips were described without talking at all about the actual computers they were going to go inside of. Um, so like, I mean, do you, is, is there something about the chips specifically you want to get into or should we just talk about the laptops? So I don't care about this. Like th- th- this is the thing where I, all I want is a good computer. So I, I don't care when they have the guy, what's the name of the dude who's always in the chip lab where they've got like the fake Mac pros and stuff. Johnny Saruji, I think. Yeah, like I mean, I I'm not I'm trying to be a downer or to be contrarian or sassy, but like I mean, I just want a fast computer. Like I I neat that they're able to do whatever that they can do with thermals and and chip counts and efficiency cores and like whatever. Like that that's that's neat. But when like whenever ATP is talking about like Jade C dial, like I I tune out immediately because I I just I just don't care. So I mean. The second half is what's actually interesting to me is how how are these used? Was there going to be a difference in what processor was available in different screen sizes? Were they going to pull a thing like they do with the iPhone Pro Max sometimes where the good stuff only goes in the huge one? Like, I mean, they're fast chips and that's and that's good. And they also have a cost premium associated with it. So I, I don't have a ton there. That's exactly how I feel too. And I wonder if that's sort of in an inadvertent sort of connection to what we were talking about and joking about earlier around just being kind of old now. Um, I feel like, I don't know, six, seven years ago, I would have cared about core counts and all the kind of tech stuff. But now, just like you said, is this a good laptop? Yes or no? Um, and that, that, that's primarily what I care about. So I I'm with you. I, I think the laptops themselves are a lot more interesting than the chips inside them. I mean, again, that, that's, that's what makes it work. So, I mean, it, it's de- like, I don't want to discount that as being like the most uh, important and interesting part of the Apple Silicon transition is that the, they have a, managed to, from their acquisition of PA semi to the many iterations of beginning like i guess like beginning with like the iphone 4s or whatever have managed to increase performance and efficiency and all this kind of stuff to make a, a processor that was originally designed for a phone be extensible to what with this generation is going to be very very competent and highly powered laptops like i find like i find that whole entire story and then the actual engineering that's gone into that to be super interesting but in terms of like hearing about like what core counts there are or how many gigapixels or terapixels of of whatever the fuck like i mean i that that i i, I don't care about like i so i'm happy it's there so in terms of the laptops themselves though what give, give me give me the broad overview of what was announced and then we can go into the super detailed in the weed stuff yeah um i mean the rumors were true that I, that's sort of like i think the way that you have to describe this stuff where i mean you know i i've been all about that for a while now which is all apple hardware related announcements leak but even but, acknowledging but, but that tim said tim tim said what but the the secrecy <laughs> he doubled doubling, it. doubling down now yeah. he doubled it he's a numbers guy yeah right um i feel like even if you acknowledge that 
Apple has been more prone to leaks. I mean, these leaked out in a even a more extraordinary way where it, it's been about a year, almost a year where there have been the leaks around, you know, the next version of the MacBook Pro basically is going to unwind all of the changes that have been made since 2016. So where, you know, Apple made the change to go to the butterfly keyboard and the touch bar and the USB-C only design, excluding MagSafe, like all of that was basically going to be unwound and we were going to get a laptop that brought back an HDMI port, brought back an SD card slot, brought back MagSafe, brought the 13-inch MacBook Pro to a 14-inch size, similar to what Apple did a couple years ago, going from 15 to 16 inches. I mean, like, all of that was spot on. I mean, that's that's exactly what we got. So true, but I don't remember if you if we talked about it on the show. But there was a one of the OEMs or whoever Apple outsources a lot of the actual production of the computers to. Um, I believe it's a company called Quanta. They were hit with a ransomware attack, I think, six to twelve months ago, where a lot of like the actual um, like CAD diagrams of the computer itself were leaked. Where that gave people a lot of insight into this is actually a very credible rumor that it is going to have these many ports and all that kind of stuff and it and the part about the touch bar going away i mean that doesn't seem like that outlandish a bet just with how apple just did not ever try again like they put it out there and they were just like no okay nobody's using it we'll just until we actually redesign this we'll just keep putting it in there because the thing that makes the touch bar work is the same thing that controls the secure boot platform and allows for the whole disk encryption. Like what was it? The T2 processor or whatever. Right. Like there was a reason to keep the, the touch bar around, but like, I feel like everybody knew that that was a dead end technology because Apple just could not even be bothered to put their whole ass into explaining why it mattered. But yeah, I mean, all, all the rumors like had been circling for, I feel like I saw like 12 to 18 months about what, what was this new computer going to be? And yeah, it, it was, it was weird that anytime there'd be like a, a drip drip leak from Ming Chi Kuo, or there'd be something that was sourced from some supply chain partner that got um, foretold by Mark Gurman's new letter, or there was a thing that slipped into nine to five Mac. It was always like, Oh, that'd be cool if that happened. But that seems very unapple like because there, that would be a thing that makes the computer better. And that seems like not something that they, like doing and that's a really weird thing to uh think is the opinion of the people that make the thing that you spend three thirty seven hundred dollars on but um yeah they even even though marco is frequently a bit much to listen to um he had i put it in the in the thing uh what was what was his he had a snarky tweet that i felt was actually accurate um a uh, quote for the first time in five years, the MacBook Pro looks like it was designed by and for people who love computers. And I and I feel like that's accurate. It looks like a good computer. That doesn't mean that I have to have a peak design bag with bespoke uh, organizer compartments to fit all the fucking dongles I need for this to actually be a computer. And that's that's neat. 
So yeah, people, people, sometimes Christmas comes early and sometimes Santa actually wants you to be happy. Yeah, I mean, the, the thing that we were talking about offline, online, is I would love to know how we got here. Because, I mean, something something clearly changed inside of Apple. Or maybe it was some combination of things that changed inside of Apple. Because... Johnny. Yeah, I mean, that, that's got to be a big part of it, for sure. I mean, Apple was clearly going in a direction, you know, the middle of last decade that was absolutely obsessed with this idea of minimalism. Thinner, lighter, fewer ports. You know, I mean, it's sort of like the MacBook was the pinnacle of that. A single port, ultra thin, ultra light, but incredibly dysfunctional or just not very user friendly like like maybe put a different way it was sort of like all of apple's laptops the the laptops specifically although i guess you could say the same thing about the mac the trash can mac pro too it was almost like apple was trying to steer people in a in a direction basically telling them like this is how you use your your computers today but like no 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 no, you you should use them this way instead of listening to what their you know needs and wants were and clearly something happened that kind of snapped them out of that mindset um and got them to where we are today with these macbook pros and you know i'm i'm super excited about it i think these laptops look tremendous but i do think the shame of it is that it does in some ways you know other than the apple silicon piece which which is a big part of this and that that is a big step forward but like if if you put that aside it's almost like every other part of these laptops is just getting us back to where we were five years ago and that that's kind of a bummer. Uh, I t- I take that point, and I, and I I understand that perspective, and I and I I don't think it's wrong. But I mean that the screens I, are obviously a ton better. Can, like they're, they're I'm I'm not I'm you know I'm I'm not giving them quite enough credit, but in the it, but at, at the same time, can, it does feel like if Apple wouldn't have been so obsessed with you know getting rid of the HDMI port and SD card slot and making a bad keyboard and all that these laptops maybe could have been even a step further than they are i'm not gonna make the people can fill in the argument that i'm potentially thinking of making but but you can think of this as like a government where sometimes you go through an administration that has a has a specific policy aim and then sometimes there's there's a lapse where you have like a different like, like, you know, how like, and I'm not talking about Trump, like, but we're talking about like where you can have maybe like a, a two term uh, environmentally conscious or like a progressive or better or worse term uh, minded administration or official. And then you have somebody who is like, oh, yeah, pro business, like, like deregulate or whatever. And then you, you basically you, had you had steady leadership the entire time, you would maybe be in a better place. But a lot of times when you have a gap in leadership or something that's kind of antithetical to what your 
and the electorate's policy goals is you have to spend kind of that next term fix writing all the wrongs or trying to undo a lot of the damage and sure you're not quite where you would have been if it had things continued the way they were supposed to but it is what it is and this and again this is kind of what this is there was maybe ideologically went way too far in one direction and and that's and when you talk about apple making computers because they think they know where computers is going like i I don't i actually think that's that's kind of one of the foundational things about apple and all in basically every product they've ever made is is that they are very they think like in their corporate dna that they know where technology is going and that a lot of times you have to make that there's opinionated design and and uh, courageous choices of removing a headphone jack or and that one I say in jest, but like the thing like when the iMac, the new iMac G3 came out, where it, it featured USB 1 and it didn't have a floppy drive and it didn't have a whole bunch of stuff where those conscious decisions that may be sometimes unpopular at the time are what you need to do to move um, a product category forward. But you are right when you say that a lot of the computers that were made in like from 2014 to 2019 were changed for the sake of change and not actually really listening to the, what people actually wanted. And it's not the whole, the, the stupid uh, Henry Ford, uh, like I want a faster horse thing. A lot of times Apple would like they, when the MacBook one came out, the 12 inch MacBook, they were like, well, it only has one port because the future is wireless. But actually, no. Bluetooth was still bad at that point. Bluetooth still sucks. Wi-Fi is not that reliable. Like, sure, Apple had thought that they wanted to push something in a certain direction, but the technology wasn't there to back it up. Where now, the technology is there to back it up. And also, they're making a computer that supports the type of stuff that you would want, even if the technology isn't there. If any of that made sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyway, but do, do you want to talk about the laptops themselves? Yeah, let's do it. So 14 and 16-inch MacBook Pros in the same footprint as the old one. There is a new edge-to-edge screen with a caveat. Uh, they, so <laughs> real-time follow-up. Sure. To Apple's credit, they uh, actually, I, I was paying attention to this. They never referred to it as an edge-to-edge screen. Or which, further to the edge. You know what I mean. But, well, but they have... A 13.3-inch form factor it now well, features a 14.2-inch display. But I, I, So I'm looking specifically at the iPad mini here. Apple has used the phrase edge-to-edge screen very, very liberally recently. Well, yeah. And, and they they did not use it here, which which is which is very accurate. This is well, but this very is, much not an edge edge. This screen. screen is way more edge to edge than the fucking iPad Mini, which has mm. uh, edges. The, the iPad Mini's mm. bezels are you could you you could put uh, uh, you could have some cannolis on the side of a an iPad <laughs> Mini. I'm trying to think of a cylindrical dessert that, but like the iPad Mini's bezels are absurdly big. Anyway, edge to edge screen <laughs> with uh with, with a notch, whatever. We'll, we'll get back to that. Um, but yeah, but like we were alluding to, where like so sorry. Let, let me let me recap. What makes this a computer that is the apology computer, or is the computer that people actually want? So one, it's they did this a year and a half ago, but 
no more butterfly keyboard. They highlight that this has decent travel. There is no more god-awful touch bar. There are full-height function keys. You have your inverted T directional arrows, so using Excel won't be a maddening experience anymore. Um, it has ports. It has three USB-C slash Thunderbolt 3 or 4 ports. Um, it's got uh, an SD card reader. It has an HDMI port. And uh, MagSafe wireless charging is back. Um, yeah, I mean, o- o- overall, from a design perspective, it eliminates the whole Dongle Town joke that Upgrade has made over and over again. And it's, it's from a design perspective. It made the computer ever so slightly thicker, ever so slightly heavier, and infinitely more usable out of the box which is pretty for a pro focused computer is appropriate yeah i mean the the extra thickness and weight here is totally fine like that's like a, a pro laptop shouldn't be focused on being the lightest and thinnest it can be it should be focused on the most functional that can be and that's that's what these laptops do Mm-hmm. Um, and then, so I, I, do you have, do you have something else? No, no, I was gonna move on. Um, well, I was going to say that I think the most surprising part of all of this is sort of like the, the, the chips and specifically the granularity or number of options that you have with the, the two chips that they announced. I mean, First and foremost, I'm surprised that there are two chips. Like, I definitely just assumed there would be an M1X, basically. And it kind of leaked out a couple of days before the event that there actually would be two different chips, the M1 Pro and M1 Pro Max, and that's what we ended up getting. And there actually are, you know, different configurations in terms of core counts on both the CPU and GPU side between each of these. And I, I'm I'm surprised that Apple has gone that way because I, I kind of assumed with this Apple Silicon transition that we would end up kind of like how we are with the iPhone, where basically the chip you get is the chip you get, and there's not really much option. And, I, you know, I, I did expect them to continue to offer, you know, different RAM configurations and different amounts of ssd storage but i kind of thought that would be it so i am surprised that there's two different chips and there's you know multiple different kind of variants of each chip were were you surprised by that oh man this the past two years have made the word very very tough yeah (laughs) it's true Uh, um, i am an m not I was wor- like I, I I'm I'm pleased that it is that way. Um, when the original, like in 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 the weeks leading up to the original M1 MacBook Air and MacBook Pro, uh, in the middle of last year, I was nervous that everybody was gonna be like, oh yeah, like the laptops are gonna come in a single SKU now, and it's basically you're gonna pick how much it's you're gonna pick you're gonna buy your MacBook Air and you're gonna be able to choose how much memory it's gonna how much um, storage it has, and that's it. I mean and. I, that I'm not super jazzed about, but like 
I mean, is is what it is. So, but with the with the pro machine, and this could be a, like I, I think something I talk about a little bit more later is that, like, yeah, it it has more options, and if they want to differentiate and um, make different tweaks to the processor that allows them to, um, either offer or take away value based off a certain customer set, and they can charge more because of that, or charge less, or like if they can differentiate the product in a certain way because of that. Then I mean, yeah, more, more, more power to him. I so yeah, like I mean, I do think that was a fear early on, but I with the pro products, I'm I'm happy-ish that that um, that they're willing to think that hey, we can. There's a small, there's a minor way that we can change this processor that gives more value to a certain type of customer, and if that ends up creating a more costly computer, then so be it. Yeah, I mean, and, you know, even though there is more choice than I was expecting, the the chips themselves seem really, really great. So, I mean, as somebody who has, has bought one of these, do you want to go through that? Uh, yeah, so the uh, there's two different processors for these Pro-ish computers. There is the M1 Pro, which comes in either an 8 or a... 10 core right yep and with the m1 pro that means that so they both come with two uh so with the m1 regular correct me if i'm wrong but it's four and four it's four high efficiency and four high performance cores correct so the m1 pro comes with either six or eight high performance cores and two efficiency cores each the m1 pro and the M1 Max, the differentiator here is not just necessarily... Well, the, the big differentiator when you're selecting which processor you want specifically is how many GPU cores you have because it's a system on a chip. There is no integrated graphics or discrete GPU option in that sense. It's just all built on processor itself. And, with and that, RAM. Yes, um, unified memory or whatever they call it. Right. But with that one, it the one thing that you have to consider there is that the M1 Max has a couple of affordances that would be a reason why you would select it over the M1 Pro or M1 Max, where the M1 Pro, the I guess when you include the M1, that's the, the middle tier of available processor. That one has a limitation of in terms of IO and um, RAM options, where that one caps out at 32 gigs of RAM and also how many external displays you could use as well as some degree of memory bandwidth i think something where you get it's 200 gigabits a second versus 400 or something like that right. so with that one um yeah so if you want 64 gigs of ram you have to do the m1 max and if you want to be able to do more than two external displays at a certain time then you would need the m1 max because there's um additional io built into that so with the one that so it the one that I got I got the M I got whatever the fastest processor is the one with the 32 GPU cores and the M1 Max 32 gigs of RAM and uh 2 terabytes of SSD storage. So so since you only got 32 gigs of RAM which you you've kind of told me offline online is all you need in a laptop. Why didn't you just get an M1 Pro? Because uh... I mean, like, for like to me as somebody who didn't buy one of these and isn't in the market for one of these, but if if I were, 
and I was deciding between the Pro and the Max, I would think that RAM number would be kind of the key differentiator, where if I only needed 32 gigs, I'd probably go with the Pro, but if I needed 64, I'd go with the Max. Um, It wasn't that much more money. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's a computer I, ho- I hope to have for quite a while, and um, allegedly... Like like Lightroom to a degree is already like what is this what does this iMac have? It's got a, a lot of a lot of Lightroom a, classic love both during the mm-hmm. event and on the MacBook Pro website here. Yeah, so so the iMac 5K that I'm in front of has an AMD Radeon Pro 5500 something something. I don't know if that's even a good process a good GPU or not at the time, but allegedly a lot of the Adobe Creative Cloud applications are GPU accelerated, so whatever can possibly juice that i mean it's fine i i I don't know or care whenever the replacement imac comes out that will definitely get 64 gigs of ram but like i mean i'm generally not doing a ton of heavy lightroom work when i'm out and about so i i I mean whatever get get the best processor and then it's basically like 200 extra bucks to do kind of what you did right for well, but but isn't it because it because you I mean you weren't going to do sixteen gigs. No, going from the M1 Pro to the M1 Max thirty two. Oh, I, I, I see. Oh, okay, I, I see what you're. Yeah, okay. So yeah, about four hundred bucks. But yeah, I guess the point <laughs> the point still holds when you're when you're in the the category of of price that we're in here. You know. Why yeah, not? like going from 32 to 64 gigs of RAM is a $400 upgrade, which is, which is, even though that would have been nice to have, that's just not, I, I don't need that. Whereas having two terabytes of storage, like, uh, just on its own, like my usual computer setup with all my Dropbox stuff loaded on it, it's probably about 400 gigs of storage space used. But like if I'm on a long vacation and I have a, a whole bunch of emptying SD cards of 60 megapixel photos, I mean, a long trip can be, 500 gigabytes of photos so that's where one terabyte can sometimes be a little bit limiting and you didn't want to do the um eight terabytes of ssd storage for uh 2200 bucks no i'm good bro okay anyway it's it's fine <laughs> like i mean I'm, I'm i'm happy about it well i'm not happy about it but like but i'm, I'm happy to have a computer <laughs> a quick quick sidebar i hate my macbook pro I don't know if it's my laptop usage has changed a lot due to the pandemic. Like I, I used to have like I had a Peak Design Messenger bag where I would take I would have my camera with me and I'd have a MacBook Pro and it would the MacBook Pro would get used multiple times a day. These days, I can it, my I can go like three days sometimes without using my laptop. And I don't know if it's just that usage pattern, but OS ten takes forever to wake from sleep now Mm -hmm. like i don't know if that is a feature that is just me or if it's gotten worse but like the whole and i know there's a whole joke about it well and also my computer is still on catalina or whatever because i i just don't want to be a beta tester for big sur even though i know it's out now but like yeah like i will have the thing where i haven't used my laptop in a day and a half or two days and i and i open up the lid and it takes like six seconds for it to even get to the part where I can enter my password. And yeah. then to have like, it takes like, I, I oh, I, I do not care for that at all. And that's maybe like not want to use my 
and just like be like fuck well i'm just gonna use this i'll just go wait until i get home to use my imac or whatever where i just want i just want a fast laptop that's mostly it and also the macbook pro that i have now which um because my keyboard on the old one was getting super rickety i actually had to replace this in like 2019 or 2020 um the screen quality on the in particular the 13 inch macbook pro uh sucks like it's so bad where i don't ever want to edit photos on it or or use it in any way because the color accuracy and saturation everything is just bad um so yeah i I, i'm i'm very happy to be rid of this computer and that's where like i'm the the new one can cost whatever it needs to and it's and that's entirely fine yeah i mean these these seem sweet i mean we can kind of quibble about small stuff here and there but they do seem seem really really great um i think kind of an underrated part of the design is the keyboard like both the full height function keys but then also maybe even more underrated i think the kind of like black kind of background yeah, that that's pretty cool. they're in looks really really cool yeah um well just tell tell your employer that you need it for your work and then <laughs> right right um although it, it you know it it is sort of interesting that you know outside of the ports and outside of that keyboard change you know the the rest of the laptop does look similar and i i sort of bring that up as like a good thing where it does feel like apple the last five six years has tried to over engineer these laptops and you know here they've made very practical changes while keeping what worked the same um which you know is is a a good sign i think um can i can i take a quick detour on something that's been kind of in like the the tech meme the the notch no no like but like like the common complaint i'm hearing or like grousing about these computers that's been kind of annoying me a tiny bit people are complaining about the price a lot have you been hearing that oh yeah like the the, the, Mm -hmm. the base price it now starts at 1999 we're like even in even in our offline online chat i was like if these computers start with a number that starts with one that's that's gonna be ridiculous or it's gonna be like a weird configuration i don't care about the price like i even hardware is the one honest business that apple is still involved in do you know what i mean by that i do yeah where if they want to charge a lot for a tangible item go for it like charge what the market will bear do what you got to do that feels much more intellectually and, and, and ethically honest than trying to fuck people over about five gigs of iCloud space or trying to make your Peloton fitness competitor or paying Jennifer Aniston a bunch of money to be in a TV show. Like the, the, the making a thing that people want to buy and charging them for is, is honest capitalism where I, Apple makes how much, how much is the M one MacBook air? Eleven ninety nine, nine ninety nine. It starts at nine eighty nine, but is yeah regularly on sale for a bit less than that. That's a pretty cheap computer. 
that's available as a computer people can buy like let the pro products like apple has used has the the, the word pro means nothing like a, a pro is basically the equivalent of like freedom or or like it like in in politics like it it's a meaningless word but in this one case like yeah pro can mean the computer or the products without compromise and that it's more expensive and that's fine and if you don't if you need a computer that you just want to run safari on and uh sometimes do some stuff in numbers and use google docs on it and use it for zoom then Yes, I know Macs aren't the cheapest thing in the world, but they they make a computer for that that is not going to be two to four thousand dollars. But like, just let let the pro products be pro and and price them appropriately. And you, you will, as you can see, with the shipping dates and the fact that I very willingly bought one. Like, they're a computer with great graphics performance and that gets good battery life and that has a, a tons of power to spare and has the ports that somebody would want that allows them to do their work better whether or not it whether it's just creative work for fun or whatever like that's just make the computer that people would want to buy and if it's too expensive then they won't buy it, and then maybe you can change it next time but the fact that people are like oh this computer's more expensive than it used to be well yeah it, it's fucking way faster than it used to be and it's better it's it and you're everybody's objectively saying yeah the computer that this was replacing sucked and now this one's actually good and it costs more okay that's fine like that's that's uh, that's an honest day's work from from tim and company like there's so much stuff about apple that them fucking developers and small businesses out of 30 percent for nothing them making it so that people who want to back up their stuff on their iphone can't do it without giving apple like another three dollars a month on top of the thousand dollar phone they just bought like those those are gross things that apple does but making a computer that costs a certain amount of money that provides value to somebody that that's that one's okay so like the whole people complaining about this computer this computer's more expensive than the old one fucking who cares like look at gas prices like i i i I have no time for that argument yeah i mean i agree i think for what you get these laptops that or the the price around these laptops still makes sense and that's always been true of apple hardware where you're paying a premium price for premium stuff. So yeah, I, I agree that price is not what what these laptops should be dinged for. Yeah. Like I mean, would do I prefer something would be cheaper? Obviously. Like I want something to be I want like I I I'm an American consumer. I want everything to be as cheap as it possibly can and have it be at least vaguely ethically manufactured. But like I I don't get it. The the only one thing that I will say is that because of the way that um uh systems on a chip and like arm based computers are made you don't you do get kind of fucked over where you have to get the you can't do like third party ram later or you can't right. like because it was always like hey you just buy the base config or buy the processor that you want but you can always sub in a different hard drive and, and more ram later and then it became okay fine the ssd is soldered to the motherboard but you can you can change the ram later and now it's none of that and that Still, I don't think there's a case to be made of why that's bad. And there are, like, I mean, the unified memory architecture and the advantages that you get of it all build, being built in together are legitimate advantages. But Apple, again, their prices are just gross and insane for how much more RAM and memory and, and, and uh, storage space costs. But, I mean, that's the only thing I think people could really fault them for. Yeah. 
anyway um so when so the notch, when are you or, when are you get or yeah actually let, let's get to the notch first and then we'll we'll kind of wrap up another thing i don't care about like it has a notch who, who fucking cares i mean like eh I mean, they're, they're, I'm, I'm, I'm more bothered by the fact that it's not a 4K camera with the notch. Like the, the 1080p, like Mac webcams have always been just hot garbage for a very long time. And that's been so much more pronounced in the WebEx and Zoom call era that we all find ourselves in. But like it's, eh. But the, but yeah, so there's, there's a notch here on both the 14 and the 16 inch model. And that's where they house the, true tone sensors which again if you're doing anything that requires color accuracy turn that shit off immediately otherwise you can have a bunch of yellow photos um the ambient light sensors for the keyboard the uh webcam and all that kind of stuff so there's a notch whatever the complaint the 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 vaguely valid but i also disagree with it complaint is that well if it has a notch then why doesn't it why doesn't it have face id i don't ever want face id on a computer like on a computer computer not a, not an ipad what's the computer joke like i i feel like biometrics on a computer needs to be much more you intentionally like put your finger on a thing i don't want to sit down at my desk in my computer unlock maybe i'm a, maybe i'm a weirdo i just i i don't ever want that but the fact that it doesn't have it even if you were somebody who wants that like Eh, who cares? It's got Touch ID. I, I I don't I don't see why no face ID is, is a sticking point or a grouchy thing for people. So I I agree and disagree. Like I when the when the rumors of the notch started floating around, I was kind of appalled by it. But then <laughs> when you know, I, I think it was Upgrade I first heard this that sort of had that helpful, dis, you know, framing of, well, sure, there's the notch, but the other way to think about it is everything around the notch was also previously unusable space. It was previously just a bezel, and now it's, you know, part of the screen. And so thinking about it that way where, you know, sort of the the everything but a sliver of the middle of the screen has gotten bigger, that that sort of makes the notch make sense or almost just sort of, you know, not put the emphasis on the notch, but actually put the emphasis on the screen physically getting bigger, Mm -hmm. which is kind of the right way to think about it, I think, now. But with that being said, I actually don't understand why this computer doesn't have Face ID on it. Why do you want Face ID? Because it it is really a better way of unlocking your device than either Touch ID or unlock with an Apple Watch is. On a mobile device, sure. But I think in a... Well, so, I mean, here's what I think they should have done. And this is what I think they should be doing on the iPhone, too, is give you both. Because there are contexts where Face ID is faster and more convenient, and there there are contexts where Touch ID is faster and more convenient. And so having a setup where you have both available to you and the system just uses whatever works first, I think is what they should do. And I, I don't I don't know how much bigger the notch would have to be to support I think it's depth. 
I don't think it's I don't think it's like lateral like like a length and mm. width. I think it's it's the depth sensor. It can't really fit into it. Right. Yeah. Again, agree to disagree. I I just don't. I feel like computers are different. Where I, if my phone maybe unlocks too quickly when i didn't like if, if my phone like you ever like look at your phone and you see the little thing and it rotates from lock to unlocked and you're like oh i didn't actually mean to kind of unlock that but it happened you're just like whatever you just click the sleep wake button on a computer i don't i don't ever want the device that has my entire life on it to just unlock because i looked at it oh maybe that's maybe that's an old person thing but yeah hmm but yeah, but but my my I I do think it's probably a depth thing because if you look at the pictures, the screen assembly actually it, like it looks like the bottom half of the computer has actually gotten a little bit chunkier, which I which for key travel great, but um, the screen looks very thin, so I I I, I think that is the reason. Right. Yeah. Anyway, so we we shall see. Mine will be coming between November fifth and November tenth. Um, and yeah. Yeah, I was going to ask when when you were going to get yours because I I saw some of these shipping times have uh, gotten pushed pushed back a bit. Yeah, yeah, we'll we'll see. The one part that's going to be a bummer is that I don't know when the because I prefer to do like most of my like worky work and like professional work or, or like and, and creative like just personal work like on my iMac, and it's going to suck if this computer's way faster and there's no better iMac for a very long time I mean it, it I know that's gonna be the case will, but don't tell me that be, right don't don't say that but but yes but don't but, say but, that but it will be but it won't though because you know what Joe Manchin's gonna change his mind mm. and you know well, the squad <laughs> um anyway it's 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 I, I I'm happy like I mean I, I I I got what I wanted just in time for Sony to change to cfa express or whatever the whatever the fudge but um yeah it's good are are you what do you how 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 are you feeling about magsafe are you because you have one of the usb like all usb-c macbook pros right right did you ever feel that was a big regression did you get used to it real quick do you care like what's magsafe's back what do you think i, I think it was a big regression losing magsafe and I think the setup that these new MacBook Pros have now is perfect. Bring back MagSafe. Yeah. Exactly. But give you the flexibility of supporting USB-C, both in terms of USB-C being an increasingly common connector and also having it mean that you can charge the laptop from either side. I think that's really nice. But, you know, having MagSafe be the kind of, you know, primary way to to charge the computer especially when you're in kind of a mobile context is i that's so much better like it's it just it makes it makes so much more sense for a laptop that's kind of moving around a bunch than a you know more kind of hardwired port does yeah and and the one thing i i don't know if you if you remember this and again if, if and if you've been working from home for a year and a half to two years like the one thing about MagSafe that I always liked is that when I got home from a day, I could like my MagSafe charger would always be in the same spot, and you could do like the 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 really satisfying slick move where you can just kind of angle the MacBook Pro as you're putting it on your desk, and like the magnet would just attach, and that was always really satisfying. But also mm-hmm. that the MagSafe connector has 
the orange and or the amber and green little charging status light, which you don't get with USB C. That was always nice. Right. Yep. Yeah. So I, I like it. And then the curious part or the interesting part about MagSafe is that like the cable itself, because the charger is like a detachable thing in two pieces, the MagSafe cable is just USB C on the other end. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Pretty nifty. Yep. Yeah, that that's probably the best part of this new version of MagSafe, which literally is just called MagSafe 3, is that it's it's just a cable. It's not a full power brick in the way that MagSafe 1 and 2 was. So you can buy this cable or, you know, it comes in the box with the cable and you can just attach that to any USB-C power brick that you have. And that's really nice. But the high-speed charging will only be accommodated on the 96 and 140 watt adapters. Right. And I think the... I don't. I guess this doesn't apply to you since you got just the the 14 inch MacBook Pro. But on the 16 inch, I think the fastest speed that it's capable of is only available through MagSafe and not on USB C. Correct. Which, I mean, all all that stuff seems. I don't know. People who care about that kind of stuff strike me as people who just care about specs and not necessarily <laughs> like actual day to day practicality but we're not going to talk about it but uh since there's a new sony camera coming out soon uh yeah i i I very much um because i will like read enthusiast community stuff and i really dislike people who are all are caught up in specs rather than using the shit that they have to actually do things yeah so again uh again i i don't publish enough and i don't do enough with for as much as time as i spend on photography i don't i don't actually publish enough but I, i i get so uh irritated and annoyed people who who complain about how many frames per second or how many bs some thing does versus actually you know maybe we should just log off and actually try to use the thing that you bought so right and it's call it a day yeah uh you got anything else with this laptop or no uh i don't i don't think so i guess i mean maybe the one one other thing about magsafe is I was kind of hoping there'd be some kind of data story with it. Yeah, so were you on but, board with the whole, it's going to have Ethernet and the charging breaker thing? I, I never understood that rumor or why people were ang- gunning so hard for that. I wasn't so much focused on that, just more around the idea of if MagSafe also supported basically USB 4 kind of data that you could you could have sort of just a single connection to your laptop through some kind of MagSafe based hub. That seemed that seems kind of neat. Yeah, but I mean, but but you already get that. It's just not magnetic. Like in terms of if you wanted like the because there are all those um, like OWC docks and like even though Thunderbolt docks are still kind of a mess in what's USB C versus what's Thunderbolt two or three or whatever is still super messy. Like the docks, if it's magnetic or not, is that really making or breaking anything? Yeah, maybe not. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. Like, cause I still actually with the, with the uh, iMac twenty four inch thing where the Ethernet cables in the, I actually think that's kind of a dumb hack. Like, I, I I don't find that to be technically impressive. I would just rather they made the computer slightly thicker and just put an actual fucking Ethernet port on it. I don't know. Yeah. True. All right um anything else from the event no i think that's it so yeah it was a quickie 
Uh, it was like only like 50 minutes. And mm-hmm. um, Jason has won, since the show is basically talking upgrade or that AMC thing. Um, yeah, he has won the year. Right. All right. We got one last thing before the show's over. Uh, another changing gears. Uh, we had two, we last, was it last week or two weeks ago? We had a potato chip taste test. Oh, I, I was yeah, wondering what it's going to be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what was it? Something like apple vinegar cider or something? It was, it was a very, uh, it was a fall. I got coaxed into a fall flavor at the Whole Foods and that previous um, experiment was disgusting. Those were terrible chips and I regret them. I ate them all, but I regretted it every, every minute of it. <laughs> There's another flavor that I saw at the Whole Foods where I don't, I feel like there's a chance that I've already had these before, or they may have, we entirely may have talked about them on the show. Uh, the flavor is called this bourbon BBQ. And these are the traditional kettle chips. They're not the, the crinkle cut ones, which honestly are, are the, uh, the better texture of um, kettle chips, but these are delightful. I spoiled it in the, in the Slack, but these, whereas last week's ones were disgusting. These are quite good. I generally don't like most barbecue flavored potato chips. They kind of just taste too much like there's too much tanginess on them and not enough depth and complexity of flavor. But these are these are pretty gosh dang good. They they sound really good. Where where did you say you got these? At the Whole Foods, uh, the the Santa one. I'm sure they're available everywhere. But yeah, yeah, I gotta keep my eye out of out for these. Yeah. All right, Chef Specials. Let's do it. Let me send you the aforementioned Amazon, Amazon link. link. Um, it's going to wire your affiliate link at the, at the end? Uh, it's, it's not, no. Um, really simple recommendation. One that you, I don't know, I could see you having, maybe. I have these. Okay, yeah. The, 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 the triptych. Yeah, these are great. They're, they're really good. Um, I've been kind of slowly turning over kitchen stuff. Nice. Yeah. Um, I mean, we were, you know, lucky to get a lot of really nice new stuff with, you know, getting married a few years ago, but had a bunch of other kitchen stuff that we, Just, you know, didn't put on our registry bec- because we already had something. Well, and and you probably like I assume like every thirty year old has this where you just have like weird kitchen knickknacks that somehow you're like oh yeah I got this is my this is carried over from my first college apartment and it just doesn't match with all the other like adult stuff you've purchased. Well, that, yeah, that's what it is. Yeah, yeah. And, and all that stuff you know didn't go on the registry because it's like well yeah I already, already have, have this. It. Yeah, and now it's you know I'm three years older and you know, maybe have slightly better taste now. And it's like, oh, and, yeah. And, and worse vision where all the <laughs> OXO stuff. <laughs> it's true. Yeah. Um, and, you know, measuring cups are one of these things where, you know, the lady friend and I have had kind of just kind of this weird, you know, kind of mishmash of stuff and didn't really have like a good set. And so the, this OXO um, three three-piece measuring cup set is is really nice um you know love that you can see the measurements from the both the sides and mm-hmm. kind of doing the the top down thing yeah um i also like how big the i guess it, it's a four cup i think measurement well, 
the cup. big one initially strikes you as like, what on earth would you ever use this for? But, but then you but find no, a use you for use it. it. Oh, yeah. Gotcha. And you're like, oh, I just can pour everything into this thing and that's it. Um, yeah, it's really good. Um, dishwasher safe, which is great. Um, you know, the, the middle size is kind of what you would sort of. Well, that's the de facto one. It is, it's a de facto one, but then, you know, to your point, like you look at the big one and I would say even the same thing about the small one and go like, well, what, like, what the hell am I ever going to use these for? But then, you know, in practice, you're like, oh, I actually, I actually do use these a lot. These, these are great. And that you can kind of stack them inside each other. Yeah, they're, they're, they're really nice. So good, good grip on the handle. I like that. Is that a joke? uh, no, no, not not a joke. No, no, because the the product is literally called like that's oh, the Oxos thing. <laughs> that's their whole brand name. No, not a not a joke. All right, they're they're on um, brand. Yeah. So, do you have a a a Bed Bath and Beyond Beyond Plus membership? I do not. So I'm gonna if you're if you're doing because I I did this during the pandemic where I was I was like you know what I'm spending more time in the kitchen and I'm gonna turn over all like this weird mismatched junk that's followed me through like four moves oxo stuff doesn't discount through amazon like if you're buying it like shipped and sold from amazon it's never cheaper full price yeah so you can pay 30 dollars per year and get the beyond plus and you can just do in-store pickup and get all the stuff at 20 percent off at bed bath and beyond so if you end up replacing a lot of stuff or think you might maybe consider that um, because you, the reason I like I I I'm I'm surprised I never mentioned these because you had made a previous recommendation for just some really outstanding uh cutting boards oh, that are also the, Oxo oh, branded yeah and I grabbed two yeah. of those from mm-hmm. uh, Bed Bath and Beyond at twenty percent off well yeah. those things are great because they got little anti slip rubber feet and they've got this little like lip so when you are um slicing up some sous vide steak you don't have mm-hmm. meat juices running all over your counter and making a mess did they, yeah they're, they're the best. Yeah, so nice pick. Mm-hmm. Um, do I have anything? I don't. So I'm. What, so what was the thing I I gave a I gave a chef special earlier in the episode, didn't I? But which one are you? I mentioned. So I I gave a preview that something was good earlier. People can go rewind. There's chapters in this episode. Sure. Yeah. Oh well. No. No, I a quick a quick Bay Area sidebar. I guess uh, it's going to be a rainy week. What's what's your weather app of choice these days? It's it's still it's still care weather. Care okay. weather. Yeah. So my my pick, I guess, something that I've probably talked about in the past. Uh, Hello weather is great. It's mm. not over the top. I, oh, did I recommend this and you didn't? You didn't take I, to I, it? Yeah, I tried tried it. And it's no. it's very plain and simple and delightful. But I still keep dark sky around. Um, cause I'm still ref- begrudgingly, I don't want to be on iOS 15. I'm waiting until 15.1 comes out and dark sky. The app is only going to work for like another six months or whatever, but I do like that. It gives you those, um, like rain starting rain stopping push alerts on your, on your Apple watch. So yeah, my, my biggest complaint about carrot weather is it has an option that literally is to say like, Hey, bring in dark sky you know hour by hour precipitation forecasts Mm -hmm. and i do that i like it's on but then i go to the dark sky app and i get different and usually more accurate (laughs) yeah um i don't i don't know why that is but i I forgot about 
now that I'm on iOS 15, I guess I could just go to the weather app too. Yeah, but, but what, what kind of weirdo uses the built-in weather app? <laughs> even even though it's it's now ostensibly the good one, yeah, still no. 